Welcome back to DQP Does, the Dr. Quarters Podcast Network Movie Review Show, where we all talk like Bane. With me this week is Bane. <laughs> Hi. We also have Bane. Good evening, Bane. How are you? I'm fantastic. We are continuing our March Madness. Where are we talking? I can't. <laughs> oh, come down, Bane. You can do it. No, we can't do the whole episode like that. Are you sure? <laughs> yes, I'm sure. I'm uh, kind of stuck now. <laughs> uh, do you guys want me to do it again? I'll do it again. Um, this is the EQP Does. With me is Russell. And Dave, you've already heard their bad Banes. Dave's not here. It's just oh Bane. my god, Bane, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to the dark. <laughs> I was born in it, you see. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Molded by it. We're continuing our March our March Batness that has gone into May now. It's now May. Yes, it is. Thanks, Bane. Uh we're talking about The Dark Knight Rises, the last movie in the Nolan Batman trilogy, uh, 2012, PG-13, two hours and 44 fucking minutes. It's a long time. <laughs> it's, it's a long movie that feels longer. It was a very long time to hear that voice. What are you talking about, Russell? <laughs> My voice wasn't the problem of this movie. It wasn't, actually. Oh, yeah, no, I don't, you, it, I don't think 100%. it was either. There is a problem with it. But we'll get to that. It's not the problem. Okay. It's just the thing people latched onto to make fun of the movie. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to talk about the whole fucking thing in this movie. Uh, I'm going to truncate it a lot. Yeah, you only need like two sentences. Before you start, we'll see you have a lovely, lovely voice. What? You have a lovely voice. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Bane. You're welcome. I love listening to the show. <laughs> hey, it's me, Dave. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I know you thought it was Bane and Tom Hardy. Nope. Yeah. Bamboozled. It was me. <laughs> um, thanks for thanks for coming back, Dave. You're um, welcome. I was here the whole time. Yeah, I know. I was just I was just deep in character. <laughs> uh so uh, a very short synopsis of this movie. Um Batman retired after Joker. Um they're honoring Harvey Dent again. Still there's like a whole Harvey Dent day now. Um and you know, Harvey uh, Dent day. Harvey Dent day. Like Bruce basically was like, I give up on life. I'm I'm a shut in now. I'm I'm going to be uh Howard, what's his fucking name? Uh, Hughes. Hughes, yep. Oh. Howard Hughes. I knew that. Holy you shit. You know that one. Thanks, Dave. Dude, was it wasn't about like tapes or horror. Yeah, man. I did a thing. You fucking cheers, thing. bro. Fuck yeah. Good job. <laughs> uh, he like neglects the company. He like neglects himself. Uh, like Alfred's basically like, hey, get out, get laid. Please, God, stop just sitting in the one room in the fucking mansion. Oh, my God. 
take a shower. Take a shower. Shave. Something. Master Bruce, take a shower. Yeah. Michael Caine. <laughs> Michael Caine. Um, uh, I should have said this a minute ago when you said Howard Hughes, but there is a Bayside song on one of the acoustic albums called Howard, and it's about Howard Hughes. Oh, yeah. Nice. Kind of goofy, but super good. But anyway, go ahead. Are we just going to let it slide that Russell likes Bayside? Yeah, I was going to kind of let it go. Like but Bayside? Whatever. I That's not what this show's, this show's about. Bayside. <laughs> Welcome to Bayside Does. <laughs> no. Um, but uh, some shit happens. Um, Talia and Bane show up, and he doesn't know it's Talia. It's some other chick. And... Uh, they like take over Gotham and Batman gets his back broken and he gets put in this fucking prison somewhere. I don't know where Bane Bane is holding Gotham ransom, but not for ransom. Just like, hey, I might blow it up. I might not, I don't know. But really he's gonna blow it up. Yeah. True. Um <laughs> uh, there's like a whole thing with uh uh, Catwoman. Uh, and I know, almost got real creepy on the podcast. I stopped myself <laughs> about Anne Hathaway. <laughs> Anne Hathaway. Mm. <laughs> now I did it. Now we both did it. <laughs> um, we don't have to like fucking sit each other's laps. Scissor anymore <laughs> because we're not on video. That sounded weird. Check out our OnlyFans. Uh, we do no not have <laughs> We do not have an OnlyFans. Um Dave. What? I'm telling them that we do not have an OnlyFans. It is not on our link tree. Because we don't wink. have one. I don't know why he's winking. Because we do not have one. Do not. Do not. Anyway. Correct. Um <laughs> Uh, some shit happens Um, Batman tries to save Talia because he just still doesn't know that she's the bad guy and uh, he beats Bane when he comes back from this random prison that's in the middle of nowhere Um, and uh, he's stronger he was reborn. It, it, it feels desperate oh we're doing Bane again no <laughs> god damn it um, I'm back Son of a bitch. Uh, it's Robin's not Robin. It's some dude, and his name is actually Robin. His name Just, is Blake. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, I don't even know what to say about this movie. Uh, I Batman saves the day, flies out over the bay. He flies more than six miles in less than 60 seconds mm-hmm. uh, and sets off this nuke and dies in air quotes uh, to save everyone. And uh, I don't know, I guess then they go about rebuilding Gotham because it's been like anarchy for five months. Yeah, which is how long it takes to fix your broken back without completely 
medical yep. attention. He had yep. medical attention. Those ropes were yeah. medical. Yeah, I don't. I want to know if that he, would actually work. He also fell like fifty feet twice again. Yeah, and, like, yeah. He'd have rebroke a, his fucking back. Yeah, yeah. That's why I could be Batman. Like I hurt my ankle and I'm out for like month and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so like the the plot of this is garbage. Um it's it's not that it's too complex, it's that there's just too much uh fit into this small package and even at at 2 hours and 44 minutes there's not enough time for all this. Like yeah, we I agree. We we took a piss break at like an hour and 35 hour and 40 minutes or something like that and I was yeah. like there's still an hour left. And it felt like we like we had watched a whole movie, not a very good movie, but a whole movie because it was like right at where right before um Catwoman betrays him and he gets his back broken. Yeah. Which like that should have been at the beginning. Like the last third of the movie should have been the whole movie. Yeah. If that's what the movie was going to be about. Yeah. Or the first two thirds of the movie should have been the whole movie. And then there was another movie about Batman coming back. Yeah. Um, so I have, I have hit this movie pretty hard and pretty steadily throughout our podcast mm -hmm. without having rewatched it. Yeah. Uh, I think I watched it twice. I watched it in theaters when it came out. We went and did a uh, AMC theater did a uh, uh, a a triple showing where they Oof. showed Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and Dark Knight Rises as the on the premiere. Night. Dude, I, I've never gone to one of those, but I'm always like, man, I would die. That's a long time. Didn't we go? No, you didn't go. I with didn't me go for the Cornetto. No. Oh. Because they also they did the same thing for the uh, when At World Ends come mm. came out. Uh, they did the Cornetto trilogy, and I went to that too. I like going to fun. those. And there's been times where like I've gone to the movie theater and I've like watched a movie and been like, I don't have anything else to do. Like go see if there's something else and like go back and the watch. Conditions movie. have to be perfect, but I do have that sometimes. Yeah. Um, Not like when we went last on Saturday because it was too hot in there. <laughs> yeah, dude, I was on fire. It was pretty um, warm. But, so I went and watched all three movies the first time, and then I was like, well, maybe I was, like, tired or, like, movie fatigued or whatever. Then yeah. I watched it again when it came out on Blu-ray. And I was like, no, I really don't like this movie. Yep. And then we watched it again now, and I'm like, I was a little hard on Anne Hathaway. Other than that, yeah. my feelings have not changed on this movie. I don't hate the movie. It's just, I don't, it's not I don't the best. hate it. Like, it's still a better movie than, I would say, two-thirds of most movies, probably. Um, but it's very low bar for Nolan, yeah, I think. Yes. Like, it's, it, I would put it... I think it's his worst movie. Um, of what I can rem think of off the top of my head? Yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah, like, I, I really do, like, as a... Just, like, as a general... Like, it still looks pretty, and, like, some of the some of the like symbolism and like some of the shots and stuff are like still really great. Yeah. The quality of the cinematography is still there. Yeah. The quality of the acting is still there. Yeah. I think this was like a culmination of, you know, Keith's death, the truncating yeah. of the series, like, uh, wanting to get everything they wanted to get in, in, uh, yeah. possibly studio notes. 
Yeah, because we were supposed to. So we were supposed to get four movies. Uh, and what was supposed to happen was the Joker was supposed to bleed over into uh, the, the third, third movie. movie. And so my assumption on the way the story was going to go was Talia's character that isn't Talia, but is Talia, would be Tate. introduced. Something in, Tate. Yeah. Um, would be introduced in the third movie. Yeah. And you would get two movies of the Bruce, like, kind of falling for her sure type thing which would have made it better and like made you like get over uh rachel's death Mm -hmm. and like giving him time to breathe and get over rachel's death as opposed to it feeling like forced right um because they're like not that the chemistry isn't there between christian bell and don't know that actress's name um, 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 I don't either. Uh, Marion Cotillard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not that the chemistry wasn't there Miranda between Tate, the two Miranda. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they also don't have the spoiler on IMDb for some reason. <laughs> still, still. Um, it's, it's been ten, 10 years, years guys. <laughs> <clears throat> So, not that the chemistry wasn't there between them, but, like, the chemistry really doesn't have, like, time to breathe. Like, I think it's believable. It just doesn't have, like, enough. So, and it is wild to say that this movie should, like, be two or three movies while also feel feeling like there's just not enough for it. Um, but to fix this movie, I do maintain the same thing I've always said. If they wouldn't have... If they just wouldn't have used Talia, if they just would not have had Miranda Tate in the movie at all I think it would have been a better movie and it would have been a little bit more focused um part part of my reasoning is on that is I don't like the twist of Bane being the main villain and then like oh he's just Miranda's like henchman dude Yeah, like I don't like that because this is the second time we've gotten Bane in a Batman movie and he's just ended up being a henchman. A henchman. A henchman, yeah. Like, and I don't like his Bane is his own character. He can support being the primary yeah. and only villain. I mean, he was he's good enough to be what he was in that movie. Yeah, right. Because if like if if it was literally like if we had a movie that was just the last third of that movie, yeah, you know, like that would have been good. Yeah, yeah. Bane takes over Gotham real quick, and then it's all about Batman and uh. Robin, <laughs> yeah, Blake. It's not Robin. Uh, it's all about like Batman and Blake and Gordon trying to figure out how to stop Bane. Yeah. Like yeah. that would have been fantastic. But there's just like, and I and I do think you know we were gonna get the build up for this movie in like whatever the third installment was supposed to be, and this was gonna be the fourth movie because he was yeah. he was gonna do four, and then you know Heath's untimely death. Uh, like Nolan talked after it happened like Nolan talked about how hard it was um because like they had just like gotten to know each other and like I I, Nolan wasn't like a fan of Heath and the Mm. idea that Heath wanted to do for the Joker in the beginning sure of the Dark Knight I was just reading about this the other day and uh but he grew to like love the character and to like uh Heath a lot so they got like they ended up getting kind of close and stuff and 
so like I I think this movie suffers from all of those outside influences a lot. And I think like you can look at this movie and like kind of tell Nolan was just ready to be done. Uh because he could have split this movie up at the very least into two movies and we still could have got a third and fourth installment. Yeah. Um barring that, I also know there was some influence from uh Warner Brothers wanting to do a uh a larger universe and so they needed to tie this up. Yeah, so they needed to tie this up. So I imagine that also had a lot to do with like this movie and like it, it just it sucks because like Batman Begins and The Dark Knight are so fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. Like it sucks that the series ends the way it does. Um it's kind of like a rotten part of yeah. the trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. Um cuz like Dave said it's not it's not terrible. Right? It's yeah. just it's just bloated. Yeah. It's, it's kind of boring in yeah, spots. Yeah. Well, because like they had they they like there was something missing from it. Yeah. And I feel like that was, you know, Heath probably. Right? Yeah. Cuz like I th- I feel like this was already all already written and they just like took the parts that they were like, "Okay, this has to be in there." And they put it put that together and then they're like, "Well, it's going to be like 3 hours." And they're like, "Well, make it Two and a quarter, two and three quarter, and we'll be all right. So they cut some more shit. Yeah. And instead of being a mile a minute, it was just like, here's some information. This thing happened. Here's some information. Blah 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 blah. Like, is anything even happening in this movie? And like, to two thirds of the movie goes by, and then all of a sudden, like, oh, Bane takes over Gotham. Now it's getting hot. Yeah. You know, and you're like, why wasn't this in the first half hour? Yeah. Because they had to give you all this other shit leading up to it. Right, yeah. And, like, nothing was happening during that, really. It was all just, like, Catwoman steals something, Batman's gonna go broke. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When, like, that should have been, like, that stuff should have been happening while he was, like, trying to get Joker again. Yeah. In a a third movie. Yeah. Yeah, that would have that would have like been better and it would everything would have had room to breathe. Yeah. And like while still like being interesting. Yeah. And so that would have been that would have been a very interesting like way to do it. Uh I just I I don't know. They could have just if the movie would have just been Batman versus Bane and like I know they wanted like a kind of twist and like whatever, but like I, I don't feel like this movie needed it. Like they could have just gone. And it was also like for nothing, right? Because like she tells him and then she dies in like the next scene. Yeah, it's totally pointless. Yeah, yeah. Which like I also don't wonder if she was like shoehorned in in place of the Joker. Like Joker. What like brings in Bane not as like a henchman, but like is like manipulating Bane to do this thing. Yeah, and then they had to fit in because like the League of Shadows thing coming back in three, when it's barely mentioned in two, is also like has always been weird to me. Mm. Yeah, because like aside from the Harvey Dent stuff, which is like, which, which is important, but isn't like also doesn't have room to breathe. Yeah, I think that's my favorite thing they did in this, and it still was, like, kind of mishandled. 
Yeah. So, yeah. like, aside from the Harvey Dent stuff, like, I mean, it's almost like two just didn't happen. Yeah. Like, so the whole point of two was, like, Gotham will not, like, stoop down to your level, Joker. And then the three is, like, why well, will get them to stoop down to this level? And yeah. Bane, like, succeeds. Mm-hmm. But I the mean, whole point of two was that Gotham won't do that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I completely agree. Like, I don't know. It kind of takes away, like, the for a series about hope and having a symbol, like, this movie really detracts from the whole thing. Like, the whole message of the first two movies. And, yeah. like, I mean, yeah, Batman wins in the end. But, like, does he? And also, like, Batman just sat in his fucking house, sad about his girlfriend that wasn't even his girlfriend dying yeah like i i understand being sad about somebody dying yeah even like somebody that you were hoping to have a relationship with like that's pretty terrible but like he sat there for eight years fucking crying about it batman did yeah really yeah really yeah (laughs) yeah and then like just doesn't yeah he like hasn't put the suit on in eight years like like what the fuck I don't know. And then, like, I appreciate the setup at the end, and I would have, like, but what was the point of setting it up if you weren't gonna, gonna do like, it? execute it? Yeah. I don't so, know. So, like, I would have loved to have seen Joseph Gordon-Levitt play Nightwing, even though the Robin line and his middle name being Robin, I've never cared for. Like, I, you know, whatever. Like, what was the point of giving us that if you weren't actually going to point. deliver on... There was no point. Him playing Nightwing. Because, I mean, do you agree, though? Like, him playing Nightwing no, I, like, I love, could have been I fucking love, awesome. I love Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Like, I I think he would have been fantastic as any one of the the uh, Bat family. Yeah. But, um... Like, his, his ass in that Batgirl costume. Right? Would have been awesome. Give Damn him some right. implants. Uh, we'll have like a gender fluid Batgirl. Um, but like, why? There was no point. There was no point in setting up his character through the whole movie. Yeah, and never doing anything with it. Yeah, it's like yeah, hey, and we're gonna do a sequel with. Robin Nightwing who used to be a detective instead of an acrobat but you know whatever yeah detective Nightwing <laughs> and then nope I mean there are at times when Nightwing feels more noir and more detective than like some of the Batman comics yeah like it would have been amazing like so to been. set it up and not give it to us like it's kind of disappointing yeah, yeah. So like, especially it, dedicating that much time to it yeah yeah, he's a huge he part has, of this movie. Yeah, he has a lot of time in the movie. He has a lot yeah. of dialogue. Like he is a very uh he doesn't necessarily I mean he sort of grows, but not really because he's like already like he's basically already dick at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Like without having Batman as a mentor. Yeah. Which like, okay, makes sense if you're gonna give him one movie and send Batman off and turn him into new Batman. Like you know, um, I just, there, there's just like, I don't know. This movie's so disappointing. I agree. I agree. I mean, like, the same people that did a great job in the other movies do a good job, though. Michael yeah. Caine does a great job. Yeah, the acting. Gary like, Oldman, like, it's all. Yeah, there's still, like, a lot of feelings. I do feel like the movie has a lot less heart 
than the last two. Yeah. But there are a few scenes that are still like when when Alfred is telling Bruce about the letter that he burned. Ooh. Like that that's yeah. still like a rough scene. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, dude, fuck. But wish this amazing scene was in a better movie. <laughs> yeah, but also more disappointing, like I like the scene at the end where uh Bruce is sitting across from Alfred in the cafe, like just doesn't feel the way it should. Like Yeah. It like I it comes off the way I think he wanted it to come off, but it's not enough. Like the movie just continuously leaves something to be desired. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with you. Yeah. And and I think what it is is like you don't see Alfred again until the funeral. Yeah. And then I mean, Alfred's upset, which also fucking killed me because yeah. Michael Caine crying. I just want to give the guy a hug. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I love Michael Caine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, you know, you don't see Alfred again and then you see him in, at the funeral and then he sees Bruce at the cafe and I don't know. It just doesn't feel like enough. Maybe it's just too spread out. I always want to know how much money Alfred has. <laughs> how much how much has Bruce been paying him all yeah. these years <laughs> he's basically like a little he's like a private slush fund uh, that, but that's a, it's a person that pays him like two million dollars a year to be at a butler yeah and to not talk about Batman <laughs> yeah we don't talk about Batman I like I like that Bane gets a hold of the applied sciences division and like has all the yeah, the bat tech like that. That's pretty good. Um, like I really, I really like Tom Hardy as Bane. Mm-hmm. So my my issue is, while the mask is effective, it's not only apparent because of the audio. At times, it is apparent because of the way Tom Hardy carries himself or reacts in the scene that he's not actually delivering any dialogue during the scene. Mm. And it kind of bothers me. But, like, not not enough to where I hate what they did. Because, like, it's just so... Uh, it, but it also, like, le- lends to the character, too, that his voice is all voiceover. And, like, ingrained in the audio and not, like, the set production. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah. It, like, it's weird. It was a weird thing to do. Yeah. Like, sitting and, like, listening to that on, like... I can't imagine listening to it in the theater. Because with, like, you know, the surround and everything that they've got dialed in and everything in a theater versus, like, in your house, it's going to be even more apparent. Where, like, yeah. the voice is completely disembodied. Yeah. It's like, f- it fills the whole mix. It's not coming from over here where Bane's standing. It's coming yeah. from everywhere. And, like, the, just the way that it is in in the mix, and, like, which weirds me out because, like, everything is mixed so methodically, especially in these movies, um, that his voice is just, like, over everything. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> That's what bothers me about the Bane voice. Like... I notice, you know, coverage shots and stuff all the time in movies and shit, but they they do the sound mixing pretty well, you know, where you know that the person isn't delivering the dialogue that you're hearing, yeah, and it's all a voiceover. Um, 
because like you know when i'm talking about coverage we've talked about this before when they're doing the over the shoulder shot yeah and you can see like the side of the person's face that's talking it's because there was like a fudge or something and they're like taking the dialogue from another take and putting it in over that take and having yeah. the person's reaction um like a lot of times you can see their jaw moving when there's nothing or you can't see their jaw moving when there is dialogue stuff like that so i don't care about that that's not that big a deal that happens in everything every movie every tv show you've ever watched that has been in yeah um, it's true but like mixing it so that it's just like he has like this weird omnipotent fucking voice is ridiculous like i don't yeah. understand why they did that it it was an interesting decision and i think in cert a certain situation it could work i get what he was going for I just don't think it works yeah. for like well, it's situational, in this right? Movie. Because you have the same idea with Batman, right? Because like, you know, you're in a dark room, you're a criminal, and all of a sudden Batman's voice is coming from everywhere. It's scary. Yeah. And th that's in these movies in different places, but it's not all the time. Right. Yeah. Right. But he's like this all the time. You're in, yeah. in an airplane and it's like whatever. Yeah. And it's like, what? how is he so loud in a fucking airplane with a door open? Yeah. So it's very true. you like think in the airplane when the first scene you hear him talk, you like think he's like connected to the intercom or yeah. something. And it then sounds like ridiculous. it keeps going throughout the rest of the movie. Yeah. And you're just like, wait, what? <laughs> it would be very painful for you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think, I think that idea could work. I just don't think it works here in this one would wonder why you would shoot a man before throwing him out of an airplane <laughs> however bane's lines are fucking amazing <laughs> oh no i love i love i love tom hardy and i love the lines it's just like it's mixed so terribly and then if we actually had like his uh uh i don't remember where he's from but it's like uh like latin america or something yeah yeah um, he's not like a jacked white dude no <laughs> He's right. he's he's definitely Latin and uh like the voice is all wrong because it's like weird fucking uh English ish accent yeah. sort of kinda. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I do like you know, like we were saying, I, I like the voice. I just have a problem yeah. with the way they executed. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It does take away from scenes, I think. Like when they realized he wasn't going to be able to talk with the mask on, they should have figured it out a different mask. Yeah. I don't care how much he loved that mask. I don't care how much I like that mask because I do like that mask, but they should have figured something else out. They could have done the, um, the like cartoon luchador masks. That would have yeah. been very good. <laughs> but whatever. Um, yeah, and then once again we have a uh, sexually ambiguous Catwoman, which I didn't realize the first time I watched it. Sexually ambiguous. Yes. Oh yeah, because that that her like roommate chick. Mm -hmm. She has a roommate, and they like are. She's like holding her at some point, and it's yeah. Friends hold friends. Well, when they uh. She's like, it's... hey, the world's burning, it's everything you wanted, or whatever, that yeah. part, like, after B Bane takes Gotham, and she's, like, kind of, like, doing the, like, girlfriend, like, kind of, like, holding you yeah. thing. Yeah. And it was just like, yeah. I noticed that, too, 
You've not done that of, with your roommates? Come on. I don't know. Have we ever done that? Oh, I don't think so. Right, hold, held each other ever so gently? We'll oh. find out in a few months when the world starts burning. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'll definitely hold you like that then. <laughs> Jesus. I'll come over and hold you both. Only fans. I mean, you're probably going to struggle to get here, but... <laughs> yeah, it's true. I gotta walk. <laughs> when gas goes up to $12 a gallon. Uh, I need a raise. <laughs> Amen, Borther. Um, yeah, so, like, I, I thought that, that was interesting, which, like, in, so 2012, like, 10 years ago, like, was a different time. Which is wild because it was only ten years ago, and I'm old now. Mm-hmm. But like, I I do see where like he might have tried to like slip it in without ever confirming it because like at the time they are you making that face up my usage of the term slip it in yeah and then not confirming it <laughs> <laughs> slip it into the film and then yep. not confirm her sexual sure. identity <laughs> um. Because, like, I mean, if they're, like, I mean, Catwoman is a perfect character to, like, be, like, by representation. Yeah. Like, or just pan. Or just pan, yeah. Uh, so. I mean, in the cartoon, she, like, almost, like, goes away with a cat dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, she was a cat. She was turned into a cat person at that time, too. Right. Cartoon's weird, guys. You should watch it. It's super weird. It's on HBO Max. <laughs> Yeah, so um I have a theory that they didn't like the penguin cuz all of his uh episodes have worse animation than the others. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, so like at the time I get like where he might have wanted to, you know, leave it ambiguous. Yeah. Um and so I thought I thought that, that was interesting. Uh, but also, you know, I I have repeatedly said Anne Hathaway was a terrible Catwoman, and yeah, I don't think you're right. After watching it this time, I'm yeah, I don't I don't believe me either. Yeah, I think like, she was yeah. just fine. I actually didn't dislike her at all. Yeah, same. I think she was very similar to the uh, the uh, Zoe, Zoe Kravitz yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was like I don't know. It was. She, I, I don't, I don't know what it is or like why I felt that way in the first place. I think I just hated the movie so much. Yeah, I think it was everyone because it, it, that's a common opinion that Anne Hathaway was a bad uh, Catwoman. Yeah, I don't um, think she was. I don't think so either. No, I'm just saying. Like, I think there was so much vitriol about this movie because like everyone loved the second one. Right? Yeah, I mean, I loved the first one because the first one was bomb too. Yeah. Um. But then, like, the second one was, like, you know, is into the pop culture lexicon. Yeah. So then, uh, when you come around with this third one, and it's not as good uh, to such a degree, then, like, people are just shitting on it yeah. for yeah. no reason. Yeah, the Bane voice, Tom Hardy as Bane, Anne Hathaway as Catwoman, like, yeah. the only thing that really didn't get shit on was Christian Bell. Like, yeah, and that wasn't until, you know, he made some bad decisions and then blamed it on playing the role of Batman. Which was an interesting interesting what? thing that happened. Was that the mom thing? Yeah. He blamed that on being Batman? Yeah, it's because okay. he like fell into a really dark place. Like, 
I I think what it was he, was he took the the like fake Heath death reasoning uh, for him being violent. Yeah, sort of. That's I, super I, weird. Well, I think happened like you know it's just by like theory or whatever. Is I think Heath's death took a toll on everyone, everyone? to such a degree sure. that like they were just like dumbfounded and like found themselves out of character like for a while yeah um i think that's what it was like but yeah like the christian bell uh he uh basically like beat up his girlfriend and his mom at the time Mm -hmm. over i don't know what it was over girlfriend at the time and his mom his mom's always gonna be his mom well yeah his mom at the time (laughs) his girlfriend at the time (laughs) and and his his mother all the time uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it, yeah he like beat them up that's so um dude i didn't don't think i knew that yeah the it fuck? was weird like the whole yeah. thing was weird because it didn't take it wasn't too much it wasn't too long after the situation where they also like sort of defended him and i don't know if it was like a weird like no we love you and like you can get away with everything or if it really was like he was like in a really you know, because those things are really indefensible. Like, especially when you're Christian Bell and you're like fucking jacked. Like, you you don't go around beating women, a, and then you you're like, especially your mom and girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. like you shouldn't so, really beat up anyone. Yeah, no, in general, no. But like, Unless there's need it. But. Like, you know, there's a line, and then there's another line beyond that. That's your mom and your girlfriend. Yeah, and like. Don't ever hit your mom. There's a gap there. So, like, it's like, don't be people. And then way further down the line, you know, sure as fuck, don't beat your mom and your girlfriend. Yeah. 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 And I don't, I don't know if it happened. I don't remember right when it happened. I don't remember if it was shortly before The Dark Knight Rises or if it was afterwards. But I want to, th- I want to say it was afterwards. Yeah. I think it was after. There was a lot of stuff coming out about him being like a dick on sets and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I heard about that a little bit. Yeah, which I, like, I imagine, I mean, he kind of, like, looks and embodies like he could be a yeah. fucking cockbag. So, I don't know. But I like, to separate, I like to separate the art from the artist. Try to. So most of the time, I can do that. Um, but, so, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. There's a lot of interesting stuff surrounding this movie. I know filming was uh, very grueling on the cast as well, because um, mm. they spent... Uh, I, I think Nolan took a year off after The Dark Knight, and then I think they spent three years making this movie. Which they spent two years making The Dark Knight, and I think they spent two years making Batman Begins. Oof. Damn. So, yeah, you, dude, he that's why he doesn't do, like, movies every year, because, like, he is, like, Nolan is like, I'm gonna spend some fucking time on this. Yeah. Like, you know. Um, Probably another reason why they cut him short instead of letting him be part of the multiverse they try to make. Yeah, because they were trying to spin movie after movie. Yeah, they want to churn them out. Yeah. And they are not smooth like butter. No. But, uh, uh, do you want to, do we want to go under the cow? Let's go under the cow. You guys want to go under the cow? I'm ready. I love when we do that. Uh, this is Under the Cowl. And it's like already a household name, so we know. Yeah. 
I'm going to give you what? What am I going to give you, Russell? A bat fact. A weird villain. A weird villain. All right, cool. Russell doesn't know. Yep. I'm going to give you a weird villain. I'm going to give you. A, I'm going to highlight a ga- uh, gadget or vehicle. Or vehicle, yeah. And then I'm going to talk about a comic. a comic that you read. Yeah, but I'm not going to talk about that time today. Oh, I did not have time to read a comic. Oh. His long, wonderful weekend of birthdayness, and he didn't have time to read a comic. Pretty much, pretty much. That's I okay. had a long week and weekend. Uh, I did start Nightfall, so I look forward to that. Oh, yeah. Volume one of it, because there's several volumes. Yes. But let's jump into a weird Batman villain. Do it. Uh, this one is. You guys ready for this one? Yeah. This mm-hmm. is the birthday boy. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ray. Perfect. Yeah, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> uh, Ray Slinger was a serial killer who operated in Gotham okay. under the alias Birthday Boy. He worked for Mayor Copplepot to eliminate political targets and threats. Uh, he was the first costume criminal encountered by Batman in his crime-fighting career. Uh, Birthday Boy is fascinated by young girls resembling his first kill. A 15-year-old debutante named Amanda Grant. Mm. Uh, when in his killer mode, he wears a burlap sack with holes cut out for eyes and a birthday party hat, usually in a room decorated like a young girl's room at a birthday party. Huh. That's so weird. As a calling card, he left birthday candles where he stole away his victims and told his victims to make a wish. I don't know if it sounds like that. (laughs) (laughs) To a cake. Words on a page. To a cake decorated with the words, happy birthday, Amanda. Uh, Salinger, probably Salinger, had been uh, helped at the Crane Institute, though managed Hmm. to escape. Uh, by Batman's first days of operations, the birthday boy had been hired by Mayor Oswald Cobblepot to eliminate various enemies. In return, he was often given girls from the streets or enemies of the Penguin. Huh. Uh, Salinger had also taken residence in the abandoned Arkham Manor, with the lower levels being used to hide his victims' bodies. After Batman's Gross. appearance at the Gotham 300th anniversary party, Cobblepot sent Birthday Boy, the oldest daughter of a judge who failed the mayor as a payment to kill Jacob Weaver, a member of security staff he'd hired to assassinate Thomas Wayne. Uh, Salinger later confronted Weaver in his apartment, killing him in his usual method. Later, Salinger was sent out to kidnap James Gordon's daughter, Barbara, after Harvey Bullock checked out files in Lieutenant's name. What the fuck? Yeah. So this is a kind of scary looking guy. You want to see a picture? I want to see a picture of him. See a picture of him? Let me pull it up. He's creepy as fuck sounding. Yeah. He's kind of creepy looking too. There we go. Come on. It's It's loading. Okay. My phone apparently decided to be very slow during Under the Cowl. (laughs) <laughs> Let me. Oh, there it is. Oh, what in the fuck? Yeah, it reminds me of the Russian. Yeah, kind of from Punisher. Yeah, yeah, he's. Uh, yeah, what? 
and he likes to kill 15 year old girls yeah pretty so fucked up okay yeah so that's a weird villain and not his, like a haha funny looks one like skin <clears throat> it might be a dead skin mask you might yeah. say you might say uh so after that i got you a, a gadget a gadget let's gadget. do a gadget love gadgets this is a pretty classic gadget go go that gadget it's the back gadget uh it is the back computer oh yeah important um, when Batman started his crime fighting career, he didn't possess any of the gadgets and elements that he usually relies on on his missions. The back computer was one of those elements. At first, Batman used a television as his main source of information in the back cave. There were various other machines. Uh, the back computer is one of the most highly advanced computer hardware systems in the yeah. entire world. Yeah. Entire world. Entire world. Uh-huh. Uh, there were various other machines which served different purposes as well, including the remote-controlled surveillance monitors for the for the Batmobile and Batplane, mm-hmm. and a radar scope to track down signals from their various tracking devices. Shortly after, Batman created an electronic filing system in order to categorize and quick-search criminal profiles. The machine provided answers when Batman needed to cross-reference information about criminals. Eventually, Batman decided to name this machine and called it the... Back computer. Back computer, yeah. His first real back computer was mounted in one of the walls of the Bat Cave. It featured a medium-sized monitor with a keyboard attached to the main structure of the computer. Since Batman only used the computer for quick search or of information, there was no chair needed, and most of the investigation was done standing up. Uh, shortly after this, the back computer was upgraded to feature multiple monitors and keyboards. With its functionalities increased, a chair was included. Uh, when Batman was not present at the Batcave and required information from the computer, he often relied on Alfred or Robin to use the computer to find the info. Uh, the size, design, and capabilities of the Batcomputer have changed over the years, and there have been multiple versions of the equipment in the Batcave. Uh, but yeah, the Batcomputer. Sweet. Yeah. Batpooter. <laughs> the Batpooter. Everyone knows the Batpooter. The, the Compute Bat. The Compute Bat. CompuBat. You think someone sat in like the writing desk chain smoking? Bat pewter. No, that ain't right. <laughs> the compu bat. No, that ain't good either. Ah, fuck it. Bat computer. <laughs> That'll work. Compu man sounds like a villain. It does. It probably is. Um, but From yes, like, like 1992. I s- <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I said, I didn't get a chance. I did start Nightfall. Okay. Like very much start like very beginning nightfall. But I'm gonna read it and talk more about it next week. Alright. Delicious. But this has been Under the Cowl. I love the cowl. Yeah. I like researching weird villains. Like that's kind of my jam. I've noticed. Yeah. Like I I don't know most of these. I think the Spider-Man ones, I didn't know some of those either. Those were cool, too. Yeah. yeah. Batman's just got so many weird villains, like, so does Spider-Man. But yeah. They, they both the have. Two, yeah, they're the best rogues galleries. Yeah, yeah I agree. their respective companies. Uh, So you want to swing on down to the corner? Well, I would swing on down to the corner. You want to swing on down to the corner? I do. All right, let's Let me swing. grapple this. Swing on to the corner. All right. While Russell grapples with his nuts. With his nuts. 
All right, welcome to Dave's Trivia Corner. Dave's Trivia Corner. Well, the point of this corner is for you to say... Mmm, neat. Um, you guys ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Some hot, hot off the press trivia? Sure. Oh. About a year before this movie's release, writer, producer, and director Christopher Nolan mentioned he was considering using a mixture of CGI and deleted scenes from The Dark Knight to have the Joker appear briefly. He ultimately decided that it was disrespectful to Heath Ledger. Okay. Now it's common practice. Yeah, now it's common. (laughs) (laughs) It's not not as funny as I think it is, but (laughs) you are correct. Uh, writer, producer, director Christopher Nolan said that the movie's themes dealt with pain. For Batman Begins, it was fear, sure. while The Dark Knight dealt with chaos. Mm. Uh, Tom Hardy, standing at five foot nine, had to wear three inch lifts to make his character Bane appear as tall or taller than co stars Christian Bale, Morgan Freeman, and Sir Michael Kite. Was he ever in the shot with Michael Caine? I don't think so. I didn't know he was that short. I didn't know he was 5'9 either. I mean, that's not short. I also didn't know he was 5'9. I mean, he's a short king. Short king, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. According to Gary Oldman, Christopher Nolan told the actors and actresses the ending of the movie verbally to avoid any leaks. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. Neat. Does it count if you say it? I don't think so, but okay. you guys didn't, and I was like, it hurt. <sighs> um, at around an hour and 28 minutes, according to producers, the line, that's a lovely, lovely voice, was improvised by Tom Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> I actually love that part. That's yeah. neat. Ooh, is it? Yeah, that's neat. Fuck yeah. Uh, Tom Hardy accepted the role of Bane without reading the script. He was verbally told that he would have unprecedented access to extensive stunt training and equipment that he could enjoy knocking around. That's awesome. I'm just glad they made him wear clothes for this movie. Yeah, right? He doesn't in Bronson very much. He does not at all. Just floppy dick everywhere. While doing promotional interviews for the movie, uh, Tom Hardy stated that the most difficult parts of the movie were to shoot were the fight scenes. Not because of the physicality of them, but because he, he was such a huge Batman fan growing up that he said, it felt like I was beating up my childhood hero. <laughs> That's so fucked. Uh, however, he also said that despite his worship of the character, the moment Christopher Nolan yelled, action, Hardy just started throwing punches as hard as he could. <laughs> Fuck you, Batman. This <laughs> is really beating the shit out of Christian Bale. Like, what? I fucking love you, Batman. Uh, at around 55 minutes, when Selena Kyle disappears from a rooftop, Batman's remark, so that's what it feels like, is lifted directly from the DC graphic novel Kingdom Come. Oh. Uh, even the circumstance is similar, except it was with Superman. Mm. <laughs> that's also funny. <laughs> So that's what that feels like. Dude, I laughed so fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got a few more for you. All right. At around 15 minutes, when Bruce Wayne, 
Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. Wayne. When Bruce Wayne traces the fake fingerprints that Catwoman was wearing when she cracked his safe, the result shows a Nikolai uh, Ondreko. This is the same name that was used by the Joker to uh, uh, author the fake obituary for the mayor in the Dark Knight. Oh, shit. Oh. Oh, net. There uh, you go. Huh? Uh, at around an hour and 55 minutes, when Jonathan we Crane... should have been over. It should have been over. That's it. Uh, when Jonathan Crane first appears at the sentencing uh, judge, yeah. he is wearing a heavily tattered coat that looks like it has straw coming out of the shoulders. This is a clear nod to his alter ego, Scarecrow. Scarecrow. All right, I got two more. Let's do it. Tom Hardy has several large tattoos on his chest and arms that had to be covered up using heavy cake makeup for this movie. Yeah. Last one is to prepare for her role as Catwoman, Anne Hathaway worked out five days a week on a regime that involved vigorous exercise, stunt training, and dancing. She called it her most physically demanding role to date. Yeah, that's probably true. I'd yeah. say it's probably a lot more physically demanding than pretending to be a princess. And having a diary about it. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. This has been Dave's Trivia Corner. All right. You guys ready to rate this movie? Yes. Oh, I would rate it, Shane. Oh, I'm going to give it a six. Uh, I think it's well shot and well edited, maybe. And unless there was a better movie on that hit the cutting room floor, we don't know. Um, well acted, but like it's just it's it's missing a soul for one thing. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. and two, it's like. Uh, they took two movies worth of stuff and like took one of the most important parts out and mashed it into one movie. And it just did not work. Doesn't work. It's not enjoyable to sit there for two hours and 44 minutes. I thought it was done at two hours and I was like, Oh no, <laughs> uh, <laughs> not really because I knew it was going to happen, but like, I still was like, it felt like a natural conclusion. Seriously. At like an hour and 30 minutes, I think. Yeah. And it, and and it just like keeps going, and you're just like, oh god, there's a lot left, fuck. And you know that's just how you feel the whole movie. So uh, it's not good. It's a six. Yeah, Russell, uh, I'm gonna give it a five. I'm deducting most of my points based on the storytelling, um, and the story itself, um. I agree there's too much shoved into the movie and if you were going to make a 2 hour and 44 minute movie it should have been more focused and stuff should have had more time to breathe. I don't care that it's 2 hours and 44 minutes if no. it's like done well and like I do think the pacing on this one is a little fucked. I've seen far worse movies but to go from what we've had in the last two movies to this movie, I just cannot abide. So, um, 
like the tone also like what confuses me the most about the movie is like the tone of the movie is a little all over the place which is very out of character for nolan um and like the message it just uh, it's about pain you said like and i and i get where fear and chaos and then pain but like it's just not it's not focused enough like I don't care how much Bane there is. I like how much Bane we get, but there's also not enough of, at the same time, even though the movie is too bloated, there's not enough of Bruce going through shit. Like. Yeah, it's mostly everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. Just overall, like, not very, it's not a very good conclusion. And, like, trilogies have been a problem. Like the third movie in the trilogy has been a problem for a lot of series, uh. So like, I mean, I get it, like, but at the same time, I just I, I don't know. Can't I can't do it? Uh, give it a five, five out of ten. Dave, um, I'm gonna give it a seven. Okay, I like I said earlier, I didn't hate it, but it's definitely like the weaker of the trilogy. Uh, there were spots where I was straight up bored. I caught myself on my phone. I'm like, Dave, you're watching a movie. Like, I just mm-hmm. didn't. But then, they're like, towards the end, it kind of got my attention. But, I mean, all the acting's good. Like, you know, yeah. that's not the problem there. I, it's, yeah. I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. All right. Well, we got a six, a five, and a seven. So that's pretty low. Um, that's going to do it for this episode where we talked about. The Dark Knight Rises, the last in the Nolan trilogy of uh, Batman movies. So continuing our March into May Batness, maybe into June. I don't know. How many fucking movies do we have left? Two? We're like th- uh, three? We have Batman versus Superman and then Zack Snyder, Justice League. And yeah. then if we're doing the Joker, Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. Oh, were we doing that? I mean, this would be the place to do it. If we were I know we have it. thought. I have not seen it. Okay, so that's if we fine. want to watch it, I would. Okay, so next, uh, yeah, so this is going to go into June, I think, maybe close. Uh, the next yeah. one we've got is uh, Batman versus Superman, the first, the first uh, Zack Snyder one. Yes, but later this week we have a special episode. Yeah, which is out of our canonical order of Batman movies. We will be doing Doctor Strange. In the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, y'all. We went and watched that this weekend. We're going to talk about it this week. Some of us watched it twice. Yep. I like to call (laughs) it the Sam Raimi movie. Yeah. We'll talk about that this week. You'll hear that coming up soon. Uh, So thanks for listening. If you want to get a hold of us or follow us, you can find us everywhere. Search Drafty Quarters Productions. You can email us, draftyq at gmail.com. Uh, please find us on Patreon and donate a dollar a month so we can uh, stop living in the sewers of Gotham. Um, Bane wants us to drill underneath this weird warehouse. Oh, yes. <laughs> the Triple X adult facility. <laughs> what? Yes. Okay. Free dildos for all of Gotham.
That'll cause anarchy. Um, but you have to pay for the butt plugs. So thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> have a wonderful evening. It's time to send a fissure through the city. Bring the anal beads. I mean, you guys have done it. I don't need to do a quote, right? It's <laughs> a quote. None of those are actually quotes, but it's fine, right? Give us a hot, hot quote. Oh, man. Some of these are like books, man. Hey, hey, I'll have this one. Calm down, doctor. Now's not the time for fear. That comes later. That was good. Yeah. Or I could read the whole fucking eulogy from uh, Tale of Two Cities. Uh, <laughs> or the whole part about home, where I learned the truth about despair, as will you. Uh, I was thinking about doing the... A hero could be anyone, even a man, doing something as simple and reassuring as putting a coat around a young boy's shoulders to let him know that the world hadn't ended. You didn't get that. Hey, Gordon, I'm totally Bruce Wayne. Which also would have been a lot more poignant if he wasn't talking like this. <laughs> no. Also, like, the people that know he's Bruce Wayne, does he still have to do the voice? Yeah. I'm just stuck with it. Sorry. Alfred. <laughs> help me. <laughs> I can't escape the Batman. Alfred, help. <sighs> I was on fire, Alfred. Help me. <laughs> Are you still recording? <laughs> this has been a production of the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network.